It's Tuesday, December 11, 2012. This failure is a betrayal of the people in the Philippines and around the world that have faced climate impacts now. I know some people will be disappointed and would want more. Doha climate talks end with a whimper. The weather in our country is making news tonight just in terms of sheer confusion. Midwest weather whiplash. Enjoy snow skiing while you still can. Plus, sad news for the most famous wolf in Yellowstone National Park. All of that and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We are incredibly disappointed. What? Disappointed by the results of a UN climate conference? Who could have predicted it? Why don't they get together earlier and start not accomplishing anything right now? That's a good point. Oh yeah, we did. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, now that the UN Climate Conference in Doha, Qatar, 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 however we say it, is finally (laughs) over, more than a few folks, once again, are leaving disappointed, it seems. Yes, indeed they are. But we'll have more on that in a moment. First, a few quick headlines. The U.S. saw record installations of solar power systems in both 2011 and 2012. That's according to a new report from GTM Research and the Solar Energy Industries Association. They say that in the second quarter of 2012, U.S. solar installations of photovoltaic power, mostly rooftop systems, jumped 116% over the same period last year. I thought that was just a boutique energy that nobody really wanted. Uh, That's only according to the fossil fuel industry. Oh, okay, my confusion. Depending on where you live, you may already know winter has arrived in places that are not used to seeing it. While it's late or a no-show entirely in a lot of places that should be feeling it already. The wacky, record-breaking weather continues in the U.S. While Alabama saw a rare winter tornado over the weekend, the snow drought is now over for at least some parts of the Midwest. After breaking the record for the most days without snow in a single stretch, Minnesota's Twin Cities were hit with a record-breaking 10 inches of snow in one night. Well, there you go. Global warming is over. (laughs) But Chicago was not... Not so lucky, says Weather Channel meteorologist Mike Seidel. Meanwhile in Chicago, they can't buy a flake. It was 70 last week. Even a plow showed up, but it was not enough to keep them from breaking the record for the longest streak without snow at 280 days. 70 degrees in Chicago in the middle of December. Yeah. I retract my statement about global warming being over. (laughs) Yes, and you know, the problem with that is that another warm and dry Midwest winter this year has consequences. It will not help the record drought that still grips the Midwest and has cost billions of dollars in agricultural losses. And that new snow may be only a temporary reprieve for winter sports. A new report from the Natural Resources Defense Council analyzing recent snow conditions and the projected impacts of climate change on the billion-dollar winter sports industry has calculated that if current warm winter trends and low snowfall continue... 38 states could see economic and job losses costing the total U.S. economy up to $1.9 billion this year alone. Once again, we see more billions in costs for uh, for global warming, and yet we still hear at the same time that we can't afford to do anything about it. Remarkable. We are incredibly disappointed. Despite a spate of studies in the last few weeks on rising sea levels, rising emissions, melting permafrost, and melting ice sheets indicating climate change is occurring faster than previously predicted by scientists, it was not enough to push world governments into acting on climate change, at least at the latest round of the United Nations climate negotiations that just concluded in
in Doha, Qatar. Developing nations and international environmental groups slammed the talks for failing to obtain new commitments from rich nations to cut their emissions of greenhouse gases, which scientists warn are necessary to avoid tipping the planet into dangerous climate destabilization. The executive director of Greenpeace International, Kumi Naidu, was blunt, referring to the devastation in the Philippines just last week from super typhoon Bhopal. This failure is a betrayal of the people in the Philippines and around the world that have faced climate impacts now, today, and will continue in the days to come. But what is at stake here is selling down our children and grandchildren's futures. But the UN Convention did agree to extend the Kyoto Protocol through 2020, continuing the only current legally binding treaty for reducing emissions. But that only binds a handful of developed countries. The world's biggest emitters, the U.S., Canada, Russia, China, and India, are not part of Kyoto. So the one thing that got accomplished, the U.S. had nothing to do with. Go figure. That's absolutely correct. Finally, on Monday, Montana wildlife officials suspended all wolf hunting and trapping in areas bordering Yellowstone National Park after the most famous wolf in the park, an alpha female known as 832F by the scientists who tracked her, was shot to death by a hunter when she stepped outside the safe but invisible boundaries of the park. She was the eighth Yellowstone research wolf to be killed just this year, prompting Montana to suspend wolf hunts nearby. Wow, thanks for that. For more on that and the other stories we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help sponsor the Green News Report. It's the year end, and we hope you'll think of us so we can stay on your public airwaves. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. Around you. In the morning, I call you. Send it for.